Hello, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy, and what a delight to be with you on this Thursday, um, September the 3rd of 2020. We are so glad to have you join us today as we get into the Word of God. And it's always a pleasure to be able uh, to share this time with our listeners and, and be able to decipher the Word and be able to see what God is saying in this hour. Today in our podcast, um, as Brother Marty mentioned uh, yesterday, he is out today. He is uh, he will be ministering this weekend, and our prayers are with him and his family as he as you know we endeavor to take this gospel even in such a time like this. Definitely, we will miss him today, and we're just holding the fort <laughs> in this hour, but uh, always sensing the necessity of the Word of God. Joining me today in our panel is uh, Brother Fernando, Brother Jeremiah, and we're, as always, it, it is a pleasure and a delight to be able to be with you guys and my brothers and to be able to uh, speak on the oracles of God, speak uh, in a prophetic manner what God is saying in this hour. So, Brother Fernando, today I will leave it to you to share what God has placed in your heart as we study the Word of God together. Amen. We want to, again, welcome the uh, listening audience to this podcast. Uh, as Pastor Jeremy said, our, our brother, Brother Marty, uh, is not here with us, but uh, we know he is here in spirit. Um, and Amen. I'm looking forward to today's word um, and, and asking for the Lord's spirit uh, to bless his word. We're going to continue uh, in the same flow uh, where we ended yesterday in the Gospel of St. Luke. Uh, so as, as is our custom, I'm going to ask you, Pastor Jeremy, uh, if you can read from uh, St. Luke, the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 22. Uh, we're going to start reading from verse 37 to verse 40. And if you have your Bibles, uh, you can uh, uh, put pause the podcast and go get your Bibles and, and your markers or your highlighters, your, your pen and paper, uh, pen and a notepad, whatever you need to, to really, you know, uh, get a hold of what the Lord is saying. Uh, I believe that the Lord is is wanting students of his word. Uh, yes. he, he's wanting a people that uh, are seeking him in, in such a meticulous way. And, and mm. it, it, what, what are we trying to uh, search for here, for information, mm. Uh, just prophecy for the sake of prophecy? Well, the truth of the matter is, and we do speak prophetically when, when, whenever we're doing these podcasts, as you well know, but the point of all this is that Christ might be revealed to us in a greater matter. If all we yes. give you is just prophetic information and Christ is not revealed, then we've missed the mark. So what we are doing here. It, 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 and what we're endeavoring to do is is to seek Jesus and that Christ might be uh, revealed to us and formed in us. That's what right. we're doing. Amen. So, uh, Pastor yes. Jeremy, can you go ahead and uh, read those verses, please? Yes, in the name of Jesus, we read, For I say unto you that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. And he was reckoned among the transgressors, for the things concerning me have an end. 
And they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said unto them, it is enough. And he came out and went, and he was wont to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. Amen. Pray that ye enter not into temptation. Um, as we've been studying the word of God, one of the things uh, that you'll notice that we're, we're always touching and harping on uh, is, 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 is how we are interpreting the scripture prophetically. Uh, it's not, I, I, I do believe that the word of God is all prophetic. And, and we spoke about that. And the, the book of Revelation uh, declares that, uh, chapter 19, where it says that the testimony of Jesus Christ yes. is the spirit of prophecy. Mm. The whole word of God is prophetic. And when we when we say the word prophecy, we think of end time events, you know, eschatology, and 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 yeah, that that includes prophecy. But but prophecy is 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 where the word of God is spiritually discerned. That's what that really means when you get down to it. It's it's to to speak prophetically or spiritually, to understand the word spiritually. That's what the word prophecy means. If you really study what the word means, not just a subject matter. It's it's right. spiritual understanding of things that pertain to the past, the present, and the future. In understanding the word spiritually and prophetically, you will then begin to understand, as the Holy Spirit gives us grace and understanding, to understand the mystery of God the Father unfolding that He purposed through his son, Jesus Christ. So we have to understand what prophecy is. It's not just a subject matter of, of studying end times, but you're really studying all things from beginning to the present to the end, right? Jesus says that uh, in, verse, in, in verse 37. Let's read it again. For I say unto you that this that is written, the word of God, the testimony of Jesus Christ, must yes. yet be accomplished in me. There is something that God is always trying to accomplish. There's, some, there's something that Jesus is always trying to accomplish. It says, and he was reckoned amongst the transgressors. Notice, this is a prophecy of Isaiah that he is fulfilling. So Jesus immediately calls the attention. Notice, this is Jesus teaching. Pay attention to how he taught what he's teaching, and where he's trying to bring you, the listener, to. I believe that as Jesus' uh, ministry was ending and, and, and he was, and more and more prophecy was being fulfilled, because we're talking about the night before his crucifixion. I don't think there yes. was ever a day where more prophecy was fulfilled in one day. So as his ministry was ending, prophecy began to be revealed at a rapid rate, right? And, and so, as it was in, in the beginning, it shall be at the end. As we approach the end of the age, we're going to see more and more prophecy be revealed at a rapid pace, right? We're seeing it happen before our very own eyes. 
So, so, so here he draws the attention of his disciples to the prophecy of of Isaiah, right? That he, he that he was reckoned among the transgressors, the transgressors. So when Jesus was arrested and taken to trial, he was charged as a criminal, right? And, yes. and we see here that uh, he, he uh, uh, some of his disciples. Um, uh, told the Lord, look, we have two swords here because the Lord told him, if you have a cloak, sell it and, and buy a sword, right? But it's, it's not that he was promoting violence. No, he was just trying to bring a prophecy about, right? He was trying mm-hmm. to, to, to fulfill a prophecy that the prophet Isaiah has said about him, that he will be charged like any other common criminal. So how do you charge a man for being a criminal? Well, find some weapons on him and you can charge him as a criminal. <laughs> So it's right. right. So it's incredible right. that two swords are presented, and, and, and his disciples say, "Lord, we have two swords." We know that Peter had a sword with him, right? Because he cut off the ear of Malchus, the, the high priest's servant, and the Lord healed right. his ear. And, and the Lord told Peter, uh, "You know, if you if you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword." So Jesus is not going to contradict himself. He's not promoting violence here. When these two swords are pulled out in front of him, and he says, "That's enough." That's that's really what I need to fulfill this prophecy, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So so Jesus is teaching his disciples how to discern and understand the prophecies that are being fulfilled in their very own eyes. Yes, Jesus is doing the same thing today, but do we have eyes to see? Do we have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church today? Right. Remember, we spoke about it in Matthew 16. Jesus' message to his disciple was not a popular one because, as we read in Matthew 16, uh, uh, for years, the people in, in, in the generation to which Jesus came to had been indoctrinated by the Pharisees and the Sadducees it was a doctrine that the Lord warned uh, his disciples about, right? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of the, uh, of the Sadducees, right? Mm-hmm. It was a doctrine, and we spoke about this, that promoted a, 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 a Jewish nationalism uh, kind mm-hmm. of ideology where, where they were seeking to restore the king, uh, Israel to a kingdom that, that, that hadn't been seen since the days of David, right? right? And, and in doing that, they, they, they basically understood that they were under the, uh, the, the, the oppressive hand of Rome, right? And, and so <clears throat> they were trying to overthrow Rome. And, and we, we know that this came to a head, right, uh, years after Christ ascended back to heaven in 66 A.D., Right where we see this uh, revolt of the Jewish people uh, uh, when they revolted against Rome, it was it was a series of, of, of revolts that ultimately led to the destruction of Jerusalem and the Temple in 70 A.D. Think about that now. Some three and a half years later, from when this revolt started, the first revolt in 66 A.D. Some three and a half years later, right. Uh, the temple is destroyed. The wrath of God is poured out. And we spoke about the, the three wraths of God, right? 
the, the, the three holies in, in, in Isaiah chapter 6, right, where the angels cried, mm-hmm. holy, 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 right? And, and so this was the second uh, wrath of God poured out. And there's a third wrath of God coming. So, so what I'm trying to say is that we know this was the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees that was being preached and heard by the people. And, and, and they believed it, right? And, and they yeah. fought against the Roman Empire. And we know what Rome is a type of. Rome is a right. type of an end-time empire that will take over the globe in the last days. Some call it the revived Roman Empire. But in Christ's day, the Roman Empire controlled the world. It was the same, right? All roads lead to Rome. To Rome. Right? So we know that this is the doctrine that was being preached to the Jews of that day, and they, tr- and they began to, to try to fulfill the erroneous prophecies of this doctrine that, that, that Israel would once again be great and the kingdom of God or, or, or the Davidic kingdom would be established again. So that somehow they thought within themselves, well, you know what? Now's the time to overthrow Rome. They couldn't. They didn't. The temple was destroyed, right? right. And, and the diaspora took place, and, and the Jews were scattered to the four corners of the world for some 2,000 years. Right. So I, I this think is they, um... what – go ahead. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. I think they're the ones who invented uh, uh, make Israel great again. You know, in some form or fashion. That's what they <laughs> right. desired, right? They wanted to go yeah. back to their old glory, but they were. And, and it is coming. It is coming. But they were going about it the wrong way, and the main reason for their confusion in that time was because the Sadducees and Pharisees controlled the message that was going out to them. That's why, right. you know, when you spoke about, about the leaven, Brother Fernando, uh, how Jesus warned them, they had no idea what he was talking about. They were The Bible says that they were reasoning among them. The disciples were reasoning among themselves. And and they're thinking he's, t- he's talking about bread and, and that he's mad about that. And, and, you know, in other words, their focus was on earthly things in that moment. You know, and Jesus was talking about something deeper. He was talking about something, right. you know, the leaven, but but not the leaven of bread. He was talking about the leaven of the doctrine, right, of the Pharisees and what, Sadducees. What their and that's message why, was, correct? Exactly, yes, brother, and 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 that's where, and and that's why the people were so confused in that moment. They they were not able to mm-hmm. decipher what Jesus was warning them, and then you know what we read right in chapter twenty-two. This, you know, Jesus is still speaking to them literally hours before he's 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 about to go to Gethsemane. You know, doing everything he can to to tell them and and telling them yeah. the path that he must take, and 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 if he has to take that path, well, guess what awaits us, right? I just wanted to chime in with that, brother Fernando, as we're talking. No, and that's what we're, we're trying to bring forth, and, and, and we're laying down some groundwork, and we've been laying down some groundwork, is, is, is what we're asking is, is the blueprint that, that was laid out as Christ's ministry was coming to a close, right? Um, is it the same blueprint that the church must go through at the end of time? 
Mm. Right? What mm. kind of yes. Jesus are we looking for? The question is this. Yes. What if Jesus was right. what if Jesus came in his first advent to 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 you know to our day and age in 2020, right? What if he was walking the streets of America? What would we try to do with him? Would, mm. would we tell him go show yourself to Washington D.C. and make your triumphal entry, and tell them mm. who's in charge? Mm. Right? I think I yes. think that's the kind of Jesus that we're preaching today. It's very similar to what the Pharisees and Sadducees were saying, right? Is that and and and, yes. and that's the leaven. That's the doctrine that it's an old doctrine, but that's alive and well in in, in America today. But it I don't is happening. That's what Je- I don't think that's what Jesus' message is to the church today. It's good. He's he's not looking for a triumphal entry into this earth. He will come and take this mm-hmm. earth again, and it's His, right? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness of it. But everything yes. must happen in its time. But there's a process we must go through, right? Right. Before before that resurrection comes, the coming of the Lord, where He will come. And 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 be and be the King of King and Lord Lords in this earth, the Prince of Peace, right? But yeah. what, what I feel the Lord is telling us as the Church, the Body of Christ at large, all over the world, is that we are heading into a Gethsemane. That's right. We are heading into an hour of temptation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I was reading an article from the Washington Post, um, and, and it was in regards to what our Vice President. Um, uh, Mike Pence did in his speech, where he completely twisted the word of of God, and 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 basically replaced the name of Jesus with, you know, old glory, you know, and, and they and they mm-hmm. and they use that coin name or term, you know, uh, Christian nationalism. Think wow. about that, right? And I and and, the, and and when they said that, this is the Washington Post now. I thought about what Jesus uh, uh, dealt with and the kind of teachings and doctrine that was coming out of Jerusalem, out of the temple from these, from the uh, 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 religious elite establishment, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. It's the same kind of doctrine, right, that was preached to that generation, right? right. How, how do we know? Right. How do we know? How do we know that that's what would have been taught to Christ's own very disciples? That's what they had been hearing coming out of the temple, the teachings that were coming out of the uh, religious establishment. They were looking for some kind of triumphal Messiah that would overthrow the Roman Empire. How do we know that? John 7. Right, let's go there quick. John chapter 7. Let's see exactly if if this kind of doctrine uh was was uh, uh, something prevalent. that was in prevalent and even in the hearts of the disciples. John chapter seven. Let's read from verse one. Yeah, let's read from verse chapter John chapter seven, verse one. Um, to verse 8. Verse 1 through verse 8. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry because because the Jews sought to kill him. 
Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence and go into Judea. That look thy at the, disciples the temptation. Also... Uh, look at the temptation. This is coming from his brethren. Right? Yes. yes. And good. it says what? It says, they told him, Depart hence and go into Judea that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. For mm. neither did his brethren believe in him. Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready the world cannot hate you but me it hated because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil go ye up unto this feast I go not up yet unto the feast for my time is not yet full come this feast would take place in Jerusalem and here he, he is being tempted by his own brother because they're basically saying if you're who you say you are, if you're the if you're if you're the Messiah, if you're the king, then make a triumphal entry. Go to Jerusalem. Show yourself. But see, Jesus understood that 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 for him to make that triumphal entry would ultimately bring about his death. So he resisted until the end of his ministry to make that triumphal entry. And once that once once those things begin to happen, then then the intensity, right? The intensity of 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 Christ's ministry, as as Brother Marty said, ratchet up. You know, it it it, it, it prophecy was being fulfilled, at such a, a rapid pace, right? And, and we're speaking about how the Jews were taught by the Pharisees and Sadducees the kind of leaven and doctrine that they were preaching can be heard in what they're saying and how they were trained to expect a Messiah that was to come. Hmm. They had no understanding into what Jesus, right, uh, was really trying to do. So, so Jesus ratchets up the, the, the intensity. And, and let's go to Matthew 16 because we were there, uh, I think, yesterday. Um, and, and he begins to pose a question to his own disciples. And I spoke about this uh, last podcast that, that uh, uh, Brother Marty was in here. The, 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 the name of the podcast was Why Do the Heathen Rage? And, and, I, and I shared with you uh, the people that I feel that the Lord told me. He says that the Lord is asking us questions. Because he wants mm -hmm. us to know something, right? And this is what the Lord does to his disciples. He begins to question them. They have been walking with him. He had been teaching them. And he wanted to, to, to gauge their understanding, to see if they really understood why he had come to the earth. And he will reveal uh, his, his, his purpose to coming to this world. But it did not line up with their thinking. 
it did right. not line up with the doctrine that was being preached in those days concerning a coming Messiah. Right? Right. Well, we've been right. telling the people, Pastor Jeremy and Jeremiah, and go ahead and feel free to jump in whenever you want. Uh, and we've been telling the people for the last few months on the podcast, what have we been telling them? That things as we know it are not going to be the same. Right. The America we once knew will never be the same, right? We are yes. entering a a time of trial, right, of the mm-hmm. likes we've never seen before, but this trial is, is bringing about something incredible, a divide, right. a separation of the mm-hmm. true church and the false church. We've been telling the people right. that this pandemic the economical turmoil that we see in the world, right? And you could go down the list of violence we see, the wars and rumors of wars we see, is yes. a judgment of God. Yes. For you know, um, the good for the good of, of his people. Right? Right. It it this pandemic is also revealing what's inside of us. And a I mean, to me, it was a revelation yesterday. I, I, I was teaching the church yesterday about the leaven. And it dawned on me, I mean, that the reason for the pandemic is because of the leaven that is in the church. That's right. It's like, you know, God has been telling the preachers, repent. Preach, you know, uh, repent from the things that you are teaching, that you are saying, and we have not listened so God has called this, this caused this pandemic not just to affect the world, but to affect now and close the churches. As if God wants us to really examine the leaven that many of us have inside of us, <laughs> and, and to examine the yeah. leaven that exists today in the ministers, to see what the problem is. Because you're right, you know, a lot of people in this hour are having a problem with coming to grips with what's that this world will never be the same again. And God right. has allowed this to happen because of the leaven that has existed for years in the United States, in the Christianity here in our nation. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's, that's what true. we're seeing, that's, brother. That's- and that's what the false prophets are saying, the national false prophets, right? That this is just a phase. This is just, this mm-hmm. is just, you know, a, a, a little moment that is going to pass and, and that America is going to experience this revival, right? And, and, and the church mm-hmm. is going to be triumphant and we're going to, uh, we're going to uh, uh, get into places of political power and, and, and we're going to change law to, to fit the, our Christian values. The right. whole time right. ignoring, <laughs> the whole time ignoring yeah. the fact that the preachers, the false preachers, are are mm-hmm. preaching this leaven, yes. and their lives are lives that are filled with immorality and sin, yes, yeah. and all kinds of abominations. That's right. But yet we're claiming there's a revival coming. That is hypocrisy. That is arrogance. That is deception. And that means they are blind. They're blind guides. 
right? We we also have so we also have a, a sector ahead, too, brother Fernando, that we also have a sector within the church, a, a very big sector that is linked to a specific political party, and in their mind they're saying if we choose the right political party for president, we're going to be assured another four years of grace. <laughs> that's what mm-hmm. the Christian. That's what the Christians. A majority of them are also throwing their lots with that. Now, I'm not here to tell you vote, don't vote, vote for this one, don't vote. That's not what I'm telling you. But be honest with yourself. If you think that uh, you know voting or having another political party come uh, or the same one or whatever you you believe that's going to change, it's not. You're missing the point. This world will not be the same. And nothing is going to stop this agenda, right? This Antichrist uh, agenda, right? That is taking place. Uh, uh, that is in, in this Antichrist spirit that right now it is resting in our nation. And in the midst of all of this, God is trying to speak. But the people today are blinded. They are blinded. They cannot see. God is speaking to us and warning us what we're about to enter and we don't want to listen. We don't want to hear it. We are we are reasoning still within ourselves, you know, oh, things is going to change and, you know, we're going to get things back to normal. It's not. Because the leaven has come to, 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 to really, we, we, you know, it's what God has been warning us about for years. And now yeah. what this pandemic has done is it is showing, as you're saying, Brother Fernando, revealing revealing really the lives that many ministers and that many of people that are Christian live in, it's revealing it to us. Right. So, Amen. And, and think about this, you know, okay, let's think about it. This is what's being put forth in our day and age, two, two sides, right? You're either left or you're right. You're either conservative right. or progressive. You're either Republican or Democrat, right? Liberal or, or conservative, whatever, two sides. And, and, and the other side says the other side is evil, right? And they say they're good. And then the other side says, no, that side's evil, and we're good. The Lord took me to, to the book of Genesis where uh, it says that, that the Lord put in the garden of Eden two trees. Right, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and the tree of life. Right, uh, and the Lord spoke to me and said this: both sides belong to the same tree. Mm. Mm. Both left and right. And I began to think about it. I said, could it be that that side which is good? what we will call the right side, is really deceiving the church to embrace this doctrine and leaven of the Pharisee and Sadducees, which is not a wisdom that is from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. Notice, it's devilish. Could it be that this right side, right-wing movement is deceiving the church and this left side movement, all it's doing is implementing the, the, the spirit of Antichrist on the earth. And we can't see it. 
because we're not eating from the right tree. We're forsaking the tree of life. Right. Right? We are supposed to be eating from Jesus Christ, from the tree of life. Right. But the earth is being deceived by this tree of knowledge of both good and evil. Right. Now, we, I know that's we a know lot eat. to digest. And go ahead, finish that thought. Oh, no, I was just going to say, we know, Brother Fernando, that's very powerful what you're bringing forth concerning the tree. Because Eve, the Bible says that the woman, she was deceived by the good side of the tree. Because it says, Correct. and the woman saw that the tree was good for food. And, mm. and you know, right, it, just to add a little bit, tree, in the beginning, Jesus says, don't eat of the tree. And what does the human, what does mankind do? We eat of the tree. And now the, right. the call of God is, is to eat of the tree. And now, now many people are not eating of the tree. But she was deceived by the good side of the tree. Wanted to add that. And, correct. And and now we 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 are the bride of the second Adam. Mm. We are being tested to see what we eat from. We cannot beguile be beguiled as Eve was. We must stay mm. truthful and committed to our Lord Jesus Christ, the second Adam, right? He is what we eat from today, right? Yes. And at the end of the day, and going back to Matthew 16, that's really the question that Jesus poses to his disciples. God is not concerned of, about the things, yeah, you know, he's involved in all the affairs that are taking place in the world, right? But what is his concern with his people? As it regards him, the question was asked in, 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 in chapter 16 of Matthew, where he asked the question in verse 13. He says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea of Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, this is the question that the Lord is asking his children. Whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? What do you hear right. that people are right. saying about? There's so many things that are being said about Jesus, right? And it says, and they said, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and other Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. I was, I was listening to what Brother Marty said the other day, and it's so true. You ask people what the gospel is to them, they'll give you 10 different questions. They'll give you ten, oh, excuse right. me, 10 different answers. They'll give you right. 10 different answers. Right. Well, I'm following this preacher. Well, I'm following this doctor. Well, I believe this is exactly. going to happen. And then Jesus asked the question to his disciples, but whom say that ye that I am? Who do you say that yeah. I am? Right. What kind of Messiah has been presented to you? Because mm. Jesus is about to tell his own disciples what his purpose is is completely contradictory to what had been taught to the nation of Israel by the religious leadership of their day. Mm -hmm. Is what's being said by the national false prophets and preachers of our day completely contrary to what Jesus is saying to his true bride today? 
What yeah. kind of Messiah do you think is coming? Right. 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 And again, it, it all it all stems from the beginning of this chapter, right? And again, just to to reiterate the fact that Jesus warned them about the leaven. You know, yeah. he he would use a, a you know he would start by telling them, take heed. That is the same language that he used when he gave the discourse in the Mount Olives, when his disciples asked him concerning the end of times, the end of the world. Jesus would tell him, take heed. In other words, discern clearly, gaze with wide open eyes, and then he adds, and beware. Beware. You know, beware of what? The leaven. And, and and so the response, you know, of the question that was asked that you just read, Brother Fernando, of whom do men say that I am, was really a reflection of the confusion that existed of the many Jesus <laughs> that people were preaching. And it seemed like, you know, there was the camp of Jer the prophet Jeremiah. There was those, the camp of Elijah, the camps of John the Baptist and other ones that the, that he didn't mention. But he says the, of, of of one of the prophets tells us how divided they were, just like in our nation today. It, you know, every ministry is known by a certain doctrine that they preach, right? And mm -hmm. and, and so Jesus, by asking them this question, he is concerned. And he wanted them to realize, to <laughs> see for themselves what the leaven had caused, right? It had caused yeah. them, you know, because what is leaven? You know, le le leaven is a is a type of yeast or ferment that incites or stirs up. And and that's and that's what that's what was happening is it was inciting and stirring up something else contrary to what God what Jesus had been teaching his apostles. Good. Right. And so, you know, here we see again is the consequence of the leaven. This is the consequences. Why are so so many people confused right now in our time, brother Fernando, brother Jeremiah? Why? What, why, what, why are they, 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 we see the signs and they don't know, they're fearful or, or, or they don't know what to think. Why? This is, it, it lays at the feet of our popus. It's that false doctrine, that leaven, that kingdom now, the prosperity, the word of faith, whatever message you want to put in there, this is the consequence that the people today, Amen. the shepherds don't have a clue, let alone the people don't have a clue. And Jesus was telling them, look, at the end of his ministry, he was asking them that question. He was telling them, listen, what do people say? Because now as a teacher that I've been teaching, as a master that I've been a teacher for you for three and a half years, I'm going to test you and I'm going to ask you, not for the sake of giving me back a right answer, but for you to have an understanding of just right. who I am. And why I came, what was my ministry? Yes, he came to die on a cross, but his ministry was fulfilled in revealing the Father to us. And so, but, but I just, I don't want to get off track, but I just wanted to say that this we see here is the consequence of what we've been preaching here in our nation, the confusion. Right. Look what happened. As it happened in the days of Jesus, they were saying, he's this, he's that, he's this. Sounded good. <laughs> But nobody pointed to Jesus as the Messiah. Mm. Praise God. Do, do we really yeah. think? You, you want to say something, Jeremiah? I just wanted to add to that as well, real quick. That 
that's so true what you guys are saying because when you read the gospels and and you read through the accounts of Jesus's life and his ministry any time that Jesus asked somebody a question mm-hmm. it was for mm-hmm. that person to realize where they were at so for example when when we go back to the garden and God asked Adam and Eve he says where are you it was for them to know the place they were at and so when we see Jesus mm-hmm. asking his disciples who do men say that I am? The first time it was for the disciples to realize that they had allowed the doctrine that had been around that day to mm. influence their thought process. And but and then when he makes it personal and says, Now who do you say that I am? We see that Peter speaks up and he says, You're Jesus Christ, you're the Son of the Living God. And Jesus tells him, Flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. Because what what basically what what Jesus was trying to get the disciples to understand was that they had been indoctrinated under this this the leaven of Herod yeah. basically. And this doctrine that's and it. that's what many people in church are today. They've been so indoctrinated and so entrenched in in just the, the mindset of so many believers and so many of our so called popular pastors today and things like that. But God is asking everybody who's listening and even if you're not listening, every Christian in America is being asked this question by God himself. And he's saying, who do you say that I am? And it's really to reveal where your heart is at. And to those who are truly seeking God and have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying, they'll know he's the Son of God. And they'll understand that the things of this world, they don't matter anymore. Because we're looking ahead to 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 the return of our Lord. And, and it's really, he asked them this to show, for them to realize the position they were at and how they had allowed themselves to be doctrinated. And and it falls on, on the preachers of America, of course, for, for leading the people against God and leading them astray. But equally so, it falls on you, the mm-hmm. believer, because you got to be in your word. You have to know the material. If someone doesn't know something, then they can be easily manipulated and easily led astray from what the real truth is. And I just wanted to add that in there, and, and I hope it, you know, just want to add that in there as well that really think about when jesus asked them the question who do you say that i am amen and and, and you know it made me think that you know christ's ministry lasted for three and a half years and and, and he right. walked with the disciples and he taught his disciples and and really those three and a half years were a ministry where he was separating his disciples from that kind of teaching that was emanating from from the temple in Jerusalem. It was a separation that was taking place, a a re-education of of the the prophecies that were in the scripture that were completely corrupted and misinterpreted. And some some were misinterpreted, you know, for self-gain, purposely. Mm -hmm. To keep those men in power, because they knew the Bible tells us they knew the scripture, they knew prophecy. Yeah, right. Yeah. When when Jesus yeah. was born, who did Herod call? The religious leaders, and they told him yeah. about the prophecy of where Jesus would be born. They knew. Mm-hmm. A lot of these preachers know, but they're so in love with this world that they will twist the very prophetic words of God wow. to fit their own yeah. need. For self gain, 
to stay for staying power. So the ministry of Christ with his disciples was the ministry of separating his disciples from this from this leaven. Right? I believe that's exactly what this pandemic is doing. That's right. The Lord is asking us direct questions. He's asking us, yes. who do you say that I am? Are you one of my disciples? Are you one of my disciplined ones? Right? Do you think mm-hmm. that the number one thing on Christ's agenda and Jesus' agenda right now is to make America great again? Do you think that the, 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 the agenda of the church today is for preachers to become politicians so that we can get into places of power and pass laws that reflect our, our, our view of Christianity? Hmm. No. No, no, no. That, that's not, I, that's not what, we, what we feel the Lord is saying to the church today, to his right. true church. That's what the false church and the false prophets are promoting and preaching. You need to beware. Listener, child of God, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Beware of it. Right. Jesus begins to to tell his disciples his true purpose. In verse 21 of Matthew 16, if you want to go ahead and read it, Pastor. It says, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Mm. Look what Peter did. Go ahead, Pastor. And Peter took him. And began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. <laughs> Incredible. Right? How dare yeah. you say? How dare you say that, that, that you're going to suffer persecution? How dare you say that the church of Christ is going to go through a, a, an hour of temptation and trial in this hour? How dare mm. you say that America is not going to be great again? Be it far from me. Wow. Right? That's the wow. attitude. When people hear these podcasts, it's not a popular podcast. But that's the attitude that some people might take. And I know there's some people that are listening by the Spirit. And it's, it's a scary thing. Trust me. It, it, <laughs> what's coming and what we're seeing, you know, you better be ready. You better uh, uh, yield to that Gethsemane experience. Because when you're weak, he's strong. Hallelujah. His, His strength is perfected in weakness. That's true Christianity. When we find ourselves pressed, it is when we cry out to God for his grace and help and mercy. Yes. How many of us have been living high on the hog and don't have time to cry out to God like we used to anymore? Mm. Right? And it says here, look at this, to resist the will of God. Look what, look, look, look what the Lord said to Peter. But he turned and said unto Peter, 
Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. And said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, there it is, if. It's, 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 it's always conditional, right? It's, it's, it's always a decision you have to make. Right. You're going to come after me. Understand, you must deny yourself. You must take up yeah. this cross and follow me. There's a cross that awaits all of us. Hallelujah. Yeah. There's trials and tribulations that we will go through. Yeah. I do believe that the, uh, uh, that the end of Christ's ministry is a blueprint of what the church of the living God will have to go through at the end. Yes. This is not popular Christianity or popular preaching in America. Mm -hmm. But I tell you right now that this kind of Christianity is alive and well in the Middle East. Oh, oh yes. In China. Yes. In East Africa mm -hmm. and other parts of the world where there is intense persecution. Think about it. <laughs> I was thinking about it when we were doing a podcast yesterday. Uh, uh, and Brother Marty was here, and 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 uh, you know the Lord tells his disciples to sell their cloaks to buy swords, and all of a sudden <laughs> they pull out two swords. <laughs> I don't know where those swords were hiding, but they say here's two. And, uh... and I thought to myself, you know, <laughs> it's crazy because I was I was I was uh, reading an article where they say like forty percent. Has gone forty percent, you know. Yeah. Up. I mean, it's it's increased the sale of of weapons, you know, yeah. because people yeah. are afraid, right? right? Mm -hmm. People people don't know what to do. Lawlessness right. is yeah. around us, abounds. Think about this for a moment, right? Yeah. Think about mm -hmm. what it must have been like to be around Jesus. Mm. And walking with him, and you're looking around your shoulders because we know that the the religious leaders were conspiring to kill him. They From were the entrapping him. Yeah, they were entrapping right. him with questions. They were asking yes. him the hot uh, hot topic questions of the day. Mm. You know, uh, go 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 with me to Luke twenty. Luke twenty. We're almost done here. Verse 19. Amen. Go ahead, Pastor. Verse 19. And the chief priest and the scribes the same hour sought to lay hands on him. And they Whoa, the wait a minute there. <laughs> they wanted to lay hands on him and kill him and arrest him. Yes. But they feared the people. Right? What do you think they're trying to do to us here in America? Well, they want to lay hands Christians. on. They want to lay hands on the true Christians, <laughs> and they are. Amen. They are. 
They're, they're trying to hurt us every way possible. If they can't do it physically, they're going to do it uh, uh, through, through the courts, financially. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. trying to cripple us right now. It, ahead, and, and it's amazing. It's amazing because, you know, the persecution uh, against Jesus did not take place towards the end of his ministry. It was from the moment he began to preach, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, is when they tried to shut him up. And wherever right. you see Jesus moving, doing miracles, you'll find in the Gospels the Sadducees, Pharisees, they're there. Or You know, isn't it interesting? The Sadducees and Pharisees and Herodians, they, they didn't all get along. But they had one thing in common, and and that's their disdain for Jesus Christ. So from the in initiation of his ministry, he was being followed. He, they were trying to lay hands on him. They were trying to make him fall in some sort of word or something. And, and we see it from the beginning. This is what Jesus went through for three and a half years. And and it intensified, and, and, that's, and that's where we're heading. And that's where yeah. we're at. I mean, go over there. You want to preach the gospel? You want to see you? You say you're anointed. Go over there and preach to uh, <laughs> Portland right now. Go, exactly. go, go, go over there. And get him. <laughs> go, go. Tell them. Tell them to repent that Jesus is coming. Or tell them. Just tell them Jesus loves them. And you'll see right. that hatred. And they'll lay right. hands on you if they can. They'll kill you if they can. Because that you know we, we are living in the same times. And, and you're right. We have this thing in America that, you know, well, we have a certain way. Uh, we, we call it a westernized gospel. But just because we don't understand, it don't mean that there's there's Christian brothers around the world in the places you mentioned in Korea, in China, that are literally, this is the type of preaching that keeps them, you know, alive in this hour. Yeah. Amen. You know, and while here in America, we are, we, we have no clue. You know, they, they wanted to, that. That's the spirit that is moving. M remember what Judah says. There is a Cain-like spirit, uh, to paraphrase, that's going to come in this hour. What is Jude. the Cain? That yeah. Cain spirit, Jude said that. He, he said that, the, and, and he, when he spoke about Cain, what he was, respect, what he was uh, um, referring to is that murderous spirit that killed Abel. Right? right. Abel, a type of Jesus. Or type of you know of those who 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 are honoring God, it's it's the spirit that is moving today that is within this antichrist spirit that seeks to murder, that seeks to destroy, that seeks to shut up the true voice of the believer. Mm. Amen. Praise God. Go ahead. Uh, finish reading there. Uh, verse nineteen. Verse nineteen. And he says, and they feared the people, for they perceived that he had spoken this parable against them. Continue to Go verse twenty. Agree. Yes, please. And they, and they watched him and sent forth spies, which should seem mm. themselves just men, just men, that they might take hold of his words that so they might deliver him unto the power and authority of the governor. Mm. Huh. 
let's stop there for a moment. You don't think what preachers are saying today. Now, this this happened to Christ. But you don't think what preachers are saying today is being heard and watched? Hmm. It's happening. These are the things that are taking place in our day. And it is a t- an attack against Jesus Christ. It is, a, in a, it is an attack against the true bride of Christ. Go ahead, Pastor. Verse uh, 21. 21, yeah. And they asked him, saying, Master, we know that thou sayest and teachest righteous, rightly, neither accepted thou the person of any, but teaches the way of God truly. Mm. And they asked, they asked him, is it lawful for us to give tribute unto Caesar? Or no. But he perceived their craftiness and said unto them, Why tempt ye me? Show me a penny whose image and superscription hath it. They answered and said, Caesar's. He said unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which be Caesar's, and unto God the things which be God's. Incredible. This was a hot topic conversation question of their day had jesus not answered wisely i mean there's there's only one way to describe jesus and the way he answered he he was impressive (laughs) he he was discerning of the intents and thoughts of men had he answered wrong had he said don't pay tribute to caesar they would have arrested him right there on the spot and killed him. We as the church have to be careful what we are answering. These hot topic questions right. you know that 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 are in our society today. Yes. God has not called us to be social uh you know uh social yes. justice warriors. No, let the world is the world. Let the world handle those things. We're here to do one thing, and that is to lift up the name of Jesus Christ as King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. That's right. We're here to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are here to tell people, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus Christ is coming back. Hallelujah. Yes. Jesus Christ is coming yes. back. Yes. And I'm going to finish up here. Let's go back to the, the opening uh, verses in Luke 22. <clears throat> Remember, the Apostle Paul said that all the things that happened to Israel and, and, and all the things that we read in Scripture happened to them for our example, mm-hmm. right? And for our admonition. For who? To those who, the, whom the ends of the worlds are come to, to an end time generation. It's like Paul speaking through, you know, uh, he's speaking to us in the future and says, hey, 
Read the stories in the Bible because in them, you're going to find out what's going to take place in your day. Right. And that's exactly what we're doing when we're reading Luke chapter 22 in this account here. We are seeing an ensample, something dramatized in the ministry of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that will take place at the end of the time in type or shadow. Right? So, so he says yeah. here, <clears throat> uh, let's start from, uh, from verse 39, and we'll finish up here quickly. 39. And he came out and went as he was wont to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. Let me stop there. We know what he was going to do in the Mount of Olives. He's going to pray. Yeah. It was where, you know, he, he would pray to the Lord, let, let this bitter cup pass from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Right? He, he was going into a Gethsemane experience right before his crucifixion where we would see the manifestation of, of uh, in type and shadow of, of the Antichrist as, as, as Satan possessed Judas. This is all speaking prophetically of the end times. And it says there in verse 39, and his disciples also followed him. The question is this, do you know where Jesus is taking his true church today? What if he is taking us into a Mount of Olives Gethsemane experience? Are you willing to follow him? Are you willing to go where he leads? We sing the song, right? Where he leads, I will follow. Yes. Go ahead, Pastor. Verse 40. It says, and when he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that you enter not into temptation. Now finish with this. Go to Revelations chapter 3. If you can, Pastor. Yes, I'm here. Verse 10, I believe. Yes. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Notice it says there, this temptation or hour of temptation that is coming, is coming upon the whole world. It's a global thing that will take place in the body of Christ. Now, this is church terminology. When you hear the word patience, this is, thou hast kept the word of my patience, right? And endurance will need to take place in the last days when this hour of temptation comes that will come upon the globe, right? This whole pandemic is global. What's coming after this pandemic is that the church is heading into their Gethsemane, an hour of temptation that will try the whole body of Christ globally 
Hallelujah. As it was in the beginning, yes. so shall it be at the end. Yes. The 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 church at the beginning in the book of Acts, it was birthed through much tribulation and persecution. So as it was in the beginning back then, it's going to be the same at the end. Right? We'll yes. know where we're going by looking back and studying what took place. Right. He declares the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. Now I want you to yes. jump over to Revelations thirteen. We spoke about those words, the word of my patience, temptation, right? the hour of temptation being church terminology, because here he's writing to a church. Right. He's yes. writing to the church of uh, Philadelphia. Yes. Right? Revelations 13. He oh, that yeah. leadeth, verse 10, right? 13, you know what? 10. Uh Verse 7. Start with verse 7. Yeah. 13, 7. Yes, please. And it was given and it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome, overcome them. And power was given him over all kindred and tongues and nations. Now, this, this speaks of the Antichrist. He's in full effect here. He, he's, he's manifested himself to the world. He's possessed of the devil. He's making war against the saints of God. We are seeing his spirit already moving. It's already begun. The war has begun against the saints of God, those who hold the testimony of Jesus Christ and the commandments of God. We're seeing evidence of it that he's coming. We're seeing the spirit of lawlessness in our streets today in America. It's coming. The wrath of the devil, right? It says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. It's a woe to us who are on the earth, the inhabitants of the earth. For the devil has come down to you, right? Having great mm -hmm. wrath. Mm -hmm. We're about to see a devil like we've never seen before, saints of God. Right. You better be praying. You better be holding on to the hand of Jesus. Yes. You better be guided by his word and by his spirit. You better be clothed in, in, in his presence. We're about to see a devil like we've never seen. Why? Because he knows that he has but a short time. Yes. Time is ticking. Go ahead, Pastor. Read. Verse reading. Yes. It says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the land, slain from the foundation of the world. Verse 9. If, now, now if I, any before man, you go there, this is, this is church terminology too. He's speaking to the church here. How does he end yeah. his, 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 his letters to the churches, the Holy Spirit, right? He yeah. who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says, right? right. Go ahead. Right. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith 
of the saints. That's, that's, again, that word is, is church terminology, patience. The same word used in, in, in Revelations chapter 3, verse 10. This is because you have kept the word of my patience. Right? And endurance has to take place at the end of time for the church. It must go through its, its Gethsemane experience. It must go through its cross experience so that we can experience that resurrection, the coming of the Lord. It says those who, will, those, those who lead us into, into captivity shall go into captivity. There will be some of us that will be taken captive, arrested. That's already happening. That's happening right mm-hmm. now. Our brothers in China are, are being arrested. Pastors are being arrested. Christians right. are going, they're, being, they're going missing. They're just snatched out of their homes, out of the streets, and never seen again. Right. By the government. Those who will, and, and it says, he that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. There will be some that, 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 that will have to give their life for, for the sake of the gospel. But here's the patience and the faith of the saints. Now, end with this, with this, with what it says in verse 9, and I really, I felt it. What it says there, it says, if any man have an ear, yeah. let him hear. This is what the Lord is saying to his church today, his true church. If you're listening today, who do you say that Jesus is? Do you have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to his church, or are you listening to the Pharisees and Sadducees of our day and being corrupted with their leaven? Beware. Beware. Jesus Christ is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is speaking to his church. Yes. He's speaking to his people. Do you have eyes to see? Do you have ears to hear? To what the Spirit is saying. Pastor Jeremy? What a tremendous warning. You know, again, it almost seems like we keep harping, right, <laughs> on the same right. thing. But it is the Spirit of God with an urgency speaking to those of you that are listening, to warn you and, and to tell you, and, and you know what we're seeing before our eyes as we've been studying the Word of God today on this podcast, the consequences of the leaven. But in all of this, you know God He's speaking to us, and He says, "Those who have ear, let them hear what the Spirit of God is saying." Now is the time to listen. Now is the time to adhere what God is saying. Because listen to me, there will come a time where you're going to desire to hear these things and he will not be available. We are in these last days. We're pleading. We're pleading. We're pleading with the people. God is pleading. God the Holy Spirit is pleading with us in this hour. And I believe that this is the hour that we must keep the word of his patience. Because the hour 
because there is an hour of temptation that is coming upon this world, and it's here. And we pray today that you've been blessed. We pray that um, you have been, um, that God has spoken to your life. We look forward to being with you again. May God bless you. May God keep you. And as always, church, keep looking up.